Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I would like to welcome Kim Kiyosaki and Daniel Wood to Lycopodden to another show. And in today's podcast, we're going to speak about empowering, empowered, how do you say empowering it? Empowering women. Empowering <laughs> women. I can't even say it almost. <laughs> and you're actually coming here to Sweden soon. Yes. Uh, how did you get interested in business from the beginning? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say that I'm so thrilled to be coming to Sweden. My, my ancestry is, is Swedish. My grandparents uh, came over from Sweden to the U.S. My grandmother was from Malmo, and yeah. my grandfather was just outside of Stockholm. Oh, cool. So I grew up with a lot of Swedish traditions as a, as a child and uh, have a very, very warm place in my heart for, for Sweden. So very, very excited to be coming there. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. I mean, to have these two days with uh, obviously the Swedish Wealth Institute is so glad to, that, that you're coming and that you'll spend two days with us and especially the 25th really help share your lessons about what it takes to be a successful businesswoman. Yes. What, well, yes. I go on. <laughs> I was just going to say um, a lot of people wonder, you know, we, we we're doing the, the October 25th as, as a women only event. And the reason uh, we're doing that is because I really believe that the, the future depends upon strong women. And in my experience from my grandmother and my mother and the women I've met in Sweden, I've been there a couple of times. Um, the women of Sweden are very, very strong, powerful women. And so right now in the global world, um, it's pretty much a mess. Um, countries, the U.S., all, and it's all, all connected. So um, the reason I come is I, I educate and I encourage women to really take charge of their financial life, but really to be a role model and to take on a larger role 
for women and to be that role model for young women and women throughout the world. And I think the women of Sweden are set up in a very, very good position to do that. So I'm just coming to share some of my experiences, um, what's worked, what hasn't worked with money, what hasn't has worked with business. I love entrepreneurship and I love um, investing. So I'm going to come with my team and the difference with my team and a lot of other uh, people who teach. Okay. There's, there's real teachers and there's fake teachers. <laughs> yeah. so, a lot of academia is filled with fake teachers. They talk about things they've never done. Mm. So my team, I'm coming with three other women, um, seal Stanford, Rhonda Jaggers and Lisa Lannan. We are all entrepreneurs. We live, breathe, sleep entrepreneurship every single day. We're also, um, several of us are investors as well. We do it every day. I, I was just on the phone and right before I came here talking about a business deal. And then I'm off at, once I get off of here, I'm going to go meet with my um, commercial broker. We're working on a commercial deal. So it's fun. We're just going to share. We're going to get together as women, leave our roles of wife, mother, you know, business person, <laughs> daughter at the door. And we're going to be really open to, to talk about issues that women face when it comes to money and when it comes to business. And we're going to be very forthright, very open um, and really, really listen to what all the women have to say. Yeah, well, that's, that's amazing. And I have to say, I mean, in the Swedish wealth, I happen to be our representative here today, but two thirds of our organization is women. And uh, my wife is uh, a very powerful businesswoman. We're having a baby in about a week or two. And so that's <laughs> why I got the honor to be on the call, which, uh, which okay. I think is awesome because it's an honor okay. to speak to you. But um, it's, it is really one of those things about business right now is really about building communities, not just selling yes. products. And, and women are generally better at building a community and, and being that nurturing spirit that I, I think is really coming into business now more than ever. Yeah, yeah what I, I like. I, I, what? No, go ahead, Frederick. <laughs> what I liked about your book, like the rich woman, is the quote that it's not about being stronger than men; it's about being strong, and that both are equal, not being better or worse or anything in right. between. Uh, and the thing that I like about what you're teaching is that I have one friend, and her girlfriend couldn't afford a divorce. I was actually speaking mm. to one of your partners also that mm. a lot of people go to the bank asking, can we afford a divorce? And they can't yes. because their economy is so bad. And just when a, a person I spoke earlier to, she gave, she gives away all the things that has to do with money to her husband. But the problem is if they aren't together, if he dies or Right. whatever could happen, she will not be able to make it. And that's so sad. That's why I love what you're teaching because it's so important to have that financially, to be financially safe in that way. Yeah. Great, great point, Frederick, because um, I talked to a lot of women who are in similar situations and, and what happens for a lot of us is first of all, we're not, not only are we not taught about money in school, I mean, men and women, um, but women also are, are not even expected to know much about money. We're kind of taught to depend upon a husband, a family member, a father, or the government to take care of us financially. 
And exactly as you're saying, Frederick, is if, if something unexpected happens, such as a divorce or death of a spouse or just bad money management, too often women, especially as we get older, find ourselves in a financial crisis. And that's the, the main reason I speak and I teach is because I don't want women to be in that financial, financial crisis. The statistics are, are pretty staggering. I'll give you one. And it's a U.S. statistic, but it's, it's, the trend is the same for a lot of major countries. And that is of the elderly in the U.S., of the elderly living in poverty, three out of four are women. But the more shocking thing is 80% of those women who now live in poverty were not poor when their husbands were alive. So oh. he passes away. She has no idea how to manage money. She, had, she doesn't even know how to write a check, basically. Right. Um, so she's depending upon other people who they say, oh, yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you. And they help themselves. Mm. And the next thing you know, she's broke and she's homeless. So women do not have to be put in that situation. What, what I like to do is, is to encourage women to, number one, if you're not making your own money right now, and there's no reason why you shouldn't be, we'll talk about that at the event. Um, you need to know what you've got. You need to know where it is. And then thirdly, ideally, you want to learn how to grow it. Mm. So what we're going to talk about at the event is not just about managing your money. It goes much farther than managing your money because that's what a lot of people talk about. Um, but we're talking about how do you take the money you have and how do you grow it? How do you make it work for you? Because we work so hard, we all work so hard for our money that it drives me crazy when people just blindly turn it over to somebody else mm -hmm. who thinks that they're going to take better care of your money than you. So mm -hmm. I'm all about getting educated, understanding the different vehicles available to you to have your money grow. That's what I'm about. <laughs> That's what I love. I recently saw two movies, The Inside Job and The Big Short. And I, yes, for, yes. for those who don't, who don't know about them, I can strongly recommend them because they show what could happen if we give all, all of our money mm -hmm. away to somebody else, hoping that they sh probably could take care of it. But many times they don't. And if we financially educate ourselves, we have at least a better possibility of either handling the money ourselves or knowing who we should give them to. Right. Exactly. Um, and you, you talk about, you know, there's also a movie about uh, Madoff, Bernie Madoff. Bernie, and, I, know, I'm going to see that one. <laughs> yeah. People blindly, they, you know, they, they, they say if it, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I've known people like this. I and Robert myself, um, you know, we say if you're going to, if you are going to turn your money over to somebody to go and do your due diligence, go visit the company, go talk to the people. Uh, I'll tell you one quick story is Robert and I years ago met this gentleman and he had a system for trading stocks and his statistics look very, very good. And he was in Florida. So we met him and we actually got on a plane. We flew to the company. We checked him out. We checked out his traders. We looked at the numbers. Everything looked great. And we put some money with him. And then one day we're looking in the, on the newsstands and here's this newspaper. And on the front cover of the newspaper is this guy sitting on a beach chair. And the headline is, would you trust this man with your money? <laughs> and we're like, uh oh, oh no. 
And we were just about to give him more and we read the article and sure enough, you know, we, we did the best we could to, to check him out, but he was basically a Ponzi scheme oh, and man. today he's in jail. So even, even checking them out, I, that, that even just got me more in, involved in making, getting myself educated and, and handling my own money and not turning it over to somebody else. Even, even when we checked them out and it looked good, we were still fooled. Yeah. So, you know, nobody's going to take care of your money like you are. So get yourself educated. And, and what we talk about, it's not, it's, it's simple. The concepts are simple, but the key is taking the information and then putting it into practice every day. And that's what the three women and I will be talking about because we practice this every single day. Okay. If you come to a seminar and you get the information, but you don't do anything with it, you don't act on it, it's not going to do you any good. No change will happen. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the questions I know a lot of people had when they knew we were having this webinar and this chance to talk to you was really like, what is, what is a day in your lives now? What do you, what do you guys do all day <laughs> now that you've done all you've done and you've been everywhere you've been? Well, I'll just tell you yesterday, I arrived in the morning from Buenos Aires. <laughs> uh, Robert and I and some of our advisors did an event in Paraguay. And then in Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, did, did two two-day events. It was, it was fantastic. So I just got home yesterday morning at like 9 a.m. <laughs> and uh, did a few things. And this morning I woke up and I had a very important business meeting with our CEO of our company. And now I'm talking with you. And then I have a real estate meeting this afternoon. So every day is totally different. And what's fun is when we were in the startup, um, you need to sometimes do as you're building your business and you're building your investments. Oftentimes you have to do things you don't really want to do, but for the big picture, because you want that big picture, you have to do some of the things you don't want to do. So now we're very, very fortunate because a lot of the things we do is because we want to do them, not because we have to do them. We have a, a great team at Rich Dad. Um, they are, we're, we're so blessed. Robert and I take no credit for the team. We have a, a CEO and a president that are great at, at managing people much better than we are. And they put a great <laughs> team together. You know, if you're the smartest person on your team, then you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of smart people around us and they, and they do a great job. So every day is different. Um, tomorrow I might be on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And play, I mean, a lot of the people who will be at the event and a lot of our members in the Swedish wealth Institute are in that startup phase. Yes. Uh, can you share some of the lessons, some of the experiences you had when you were starting up? Oh, I, I, the startup is the most fun for me because that's where the real creativity happens. And just, a, just a very quick, quick story about rich dad. Um, when we started, we started with the cash flow board game and um, we were figure, trying to figure out what do we want to do next. We had, we had sold our last company to our partner. Um, we're trying to figure out what do we want to do next? And we, we were thinking, well, maybe Robert will go do his thing. I'll go do my thing. And then we decided we love playing games and we love teaching people about money. Um, so in 1994, Robert and I were financially free. And a lot of people think, oh, they must have had millions. We must have had millions of dollars in order to be financially free. And that was not the case. We very simply had $10,000 of cash flow coming in from our real estate investments, our rental properties. 
but our living expenses were only 3000 a month. So at that point, we had a cushion of $7,000, 10000 coming in, 3000 going out. So we were financially free. And the beauty of that was we really got to ask ourselves, what is it now we really want to do with our life? And everybody kept asking, how did we get financially free? How did we do it? And we thought, well, instead of traveling all over the world and telling people what we did, let's create a game. Mm-hmm. And so we created this game called the cash flow game. And the purpose was for people to teach people. So we didn't have to be teaching it. You could sit around with the, with the board game, with your family, with friends, and you could. Vill du stärka din självkänsla, sova gott och må bättre? Då borde du testa vägledd självhypnos. Det enda du behöver göra är att lyssna, slappna av och följa instruktionerna. Gå in på hypnotication.com och hitta dina favoriter idag. Ange koden LYCKA för 15% rabatt på hela köpet. play together and teach one another. So we created the board game and we had a thousand copies and then we figured out when then we're trying to figure out, well, how are we going to sell it? <laughs> and we did a little backwards. How are you going to sell it? Cause it, it, in, in business, you've got to, you've got to create a great product, but more importantly, how do people hear about you? How do yeah. people hear about you and how do you grow it? How is it scalable? So those are, those, those are my three steps is what's the product. And the product is typically the least important thing. Mm-hmm. How do people hear about you? And then how do you grow the business? So we had the cash flow game and then Robert's like, well, we need a brochure. So we started to write a brochure and lo- long story short, the brochure turned into a book called rich dad, poor dad. And yeah. the book <laughs> took off. we had no idea it would take off the way it did. And so we named our company Cashflow Technologies because we were all about cash flow. That's what we were teaching. We had the game. And one day, so the book now is in, you know, 50 countries. And today it's in 80 countries. But at the time it, it had taken off. It was doing very, very well. And a friend of ours in Australia came up to us and said, you've misnamed your company. And we're like, what are you talking about? We're all about cash flow and that's what we teach. And he said, no, no, no. Most people don't think of cash flow as cash flowing in. They think of cash flowing out of their pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Really? And we're like, he goes, look, he goes, what's the most successful thing you have? And we said, rich dad, poor dad. And he goes, that's your brand. Your brand is rich dad, not cash flow. And of course we went lights go on. And so that's just one simple lesson is that, you know, you, you start going and, and it's not, there's no straight lines in business. You start to, maybe here's your goal, but as you go to your goal, you're going to go right, left, sideways, backwards, up, down. And eventually you just keep paying attention and you keep creating, you keep creating every day. I I love entrepreneurship. I, I think it's like your fast track to personal growth because you're facing obstacles, you're facing problems, you're facing situations every day that you have to solve the problem or be very creative. And you have to think way outside the box often if you, you got to do it differently. Um, so anybody who has started a business, I would encourage them to keep growing, going and keep growing your business uh, because it's, I, I think it's the best game in town.
what I like about what you and Robert stand for is growing yourselves too, is that you, if you, you can't put more content if, in before you change the context, how people Correct. think and how people see and look at themselves. Correct. Correct. It's all about context. And that's why at the, um, at the program, the, on October 25th, where my team comes in, a lot of the teaching we're going to do is going to be about you. Because if you don't change this, nothing else changes. So for me in business, it's a, it's a combination of business skills and personal skills, personal development, personal growth. So we'll talk about a lot of that. So for example, um, there's a statistic I came across recently and it said that for, um, hang on, let me just fix this here. It said the good news was the fastest growing sector in the world of business was women owned businesses fastest growing sector. But 68% of those women owned businesses only make about $24,000 a year. So 2000 a month, 90% of those women owned businesses have only one employee per. So for a lot of women, when they start a business, it's either, it's like a good idea. It's a hobby. It's a way to make extra cash, but I would like to challenge the women that if you're going to start a business to start thinking, much bigger. And that starts here. And when you talk about changing your context, um, Frederick, it's, it's, we all have filters and we all have opinions and we have our, our values and our ideas. And sometimes those hold us back. Sometimes we have to expand our mindset and see other ways of doing things. And it, a lot of it goes back to, you know, what you were taught as a kid. Some people said we're taught money was bad. I hear all the time, oh, I'd rather be happy than rich. I'm like, why in the world would you have to be one or the other? Why couldn't you be both? Yeah. So we teach people to be happy and rich. <laughs> well, that's a good value to get out of a day, right? Yeah. 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 But yes. it's, I also I think that sometimes I hear that I rather have my health or money or love or money, but mm -hmm. it's like we're comparing something that you can't have both of them. But I'm thinking somewhere people are taught that, that money are bad. So they, yes. are, they believe that they have to sacrifice other things to get it. And yeah. two things, the two primary things, what I notice is that either some people don't earn money at all or struggle earning money or they sacrifice their family or their love or their health to get it. Yeah. And yeah. then they're wondering why they aren't happy. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, you know, that, that actually goes back to the very first lesson of rich dad, poor dad, which is the rich don't work for money. You know, Robert and I have never started a company where the goal was to make money. There always was a, a bigger purpose to the company. So for the rich dad company, our mission from day one in 1980, when did we launch? 90, in 1996, um, the mission statement has always been the same to elevate the financial well-being of humanity. That's always been the game. That's always been the drive. So it hasn't been about making money. And so I, I would say this because I hear a lot of people, especially um, younger people like millennials, and they'll say, I just want to do meaningful work which is great. And, and I think we all should do meaningful work. You know, who wants to sit, he wants to go to work every day. at something you don't like and spend eight hours. <laughs> yes. And meaningless and doing work that doesn't satisfy you and doesn't fulfill you. That's just such a waste of a life. So I'm all for finding work that's meaningful, 
But if you really want to be, do meaningful work, then it has to reach a lot of people. We, we have a saying at the Rich Dad Company, the more people I serve, the more effective I become. So if you really want to do meaningful work, then in order to do that, you have to reach a lot of people. In order to reach a lot of people, you've got to build a successful business. And if you build a successful business, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. So, so it's not the money that's bad. You know, it's how you make your money. If you're making your money, you know, selling drugs or, 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 you know, doing illegal things, then yeah, that can be not such a great thing. But if you really want to make an impact on the world, and this is what we'll be talking about a lot during the, the event we're doing in Sweden, if you really want to make an, a, a dent in the world, if you want to make a difference in the world, then you've got to have the financial skills and the business skills to know how to take that meaningful idea that you have. Number one, you got to find out what it is. Yeah. So one, of the th- <laughs> one of the things we're going to focus on is finding out what is that meaningful thing in your life? What is important to you? Because a lot of the times it's when you ask, especially a woman, a woman, when you ask her, what do you want? A lot of times she doesn't know because she's so busy taking care of the kids, the family, the business, the husband, the, ki- the parents, you know, she's so busy doing all of these things that she oftentimes puts everybody else first and puts herself last. So when you ask a woman, what do you really want in life? Oftentimes she doesn't know. So we're going to talk about how to, how to get clear on what it is you want and how to, how to tap into what really at your core is most meaningful to you. And then how do you take that what's most meaningful and turn it into a worthwhile, purposeful game to play in life. Because I think if everybody was playing a game in life, a business, whatever it is, charity, community, whatever it is, if they were doing something that was worthwhile and purposeful, then life would be pretty good. They wouldn't be dreading going, they'd be motivated to get up in the morning, motivated to go help people, motivated to go learn how to grow it and how to be bigger. So that, that's a lot of what we're going to be focusing on is what is that thing that's most meaningful? And then how do you turn that into a really worthwhile game that you want to play in life? Yeah, I love that. I mean, uh, and something that's fun that I've seen at, at a lot of our events uh, a few years ago when, when we were doing our, our first events, we would see most of the people in the room when they were asked, you know, why do you want to get into business? Why do you want to create a company? Uh, most people put up their hand and said, well, I want to make money. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but now lately, I mean, the last yeah. year, especially anytime that question has been asked, people are saying, I want to make a difference. I want to change the world. And I think it's really kind of a collective change that is really happening. And it's not an age thing either. I mean, we're, we had the same age of people. Then we have people at 55 or 60 in our rooms today. And, and it's amazing to see that, that that has become the core driver to make that change and make a difference. But I love what you say about you can't make a difference if you don't build a successful company because then you're working yes. with one person and not with, with exactly. hundreds. And that's, exactly. that's become our mission. Yeah. Exactly. That's fantastic, Daniel. Thank you for that, saying that. Um, because I know that if your goal, if the purpose of your business is to make money, when things get tough, when you face this obstacle, when, when your product sales go down, when the person you are counting on quits, when lawsuits come when any, any time you have an obstacle or a setback, if it gets really hard and your only purpose is to make money, you're going to quit. But if your purpose is grander and bigger 
and as you said, Daniel, wanting to make a difference in the world, then when those obstacles come up, you're going to figure out a way around it because this is going to be really important. We, we call it your, you know, your reason why. Why are you doing this? What is, what is so important to you that's driving you? Because being an entrepreneur is not an easy thing. <laughs> it's, it's the best game and I love it. I mean, it's so worth it. But when, if, I, if somebody had told me when I started out, Kim, here you, here's all the things you're going to face. You're going to have people steal from you. You're going to lose money. You're going to have lawsuits. You're going to have setbacks. If, if any, if they had given me that list, I never would have started. Mm, yeah. But well, I'm yeah. So and I mean, it's, it's the same for us. I mean, we, we started out actually because uh, we read rich dad, poor dad, me and my wife, oh, fantastic. as oh, that's how we got started, which is uh, which is really cool that we're now on this conversation. Uh, but for us, we went into property investing, uh, just like we learned from the book, and we quickly lost about two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Okay. Uh, so that was a fun start. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and what's become our mission since, though, uh, and that's why I'm happy it happened, is because our whole mission is no one should have to go through what we went through, mm. and that's why we want to bring you to Sweden, and, and we're so happy that you're coming because you can help people learn these things that they needed to know because we didn't have a proper mentor. We didn't get that support and guidance. And, and I think that is where, where the difference is. You need, you need mm. someone to kind of show you the way. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I you, you, t you hit on something really, really important, which is mistakes, you know, in business, <laughs> right? We make mistakes every day in yeah. investing. We make mistakes every day. Well, what happens is what it takes to be successful in school is the opposite of what it takes to be successful in life. So for example, you go to school and they punish you for making mistakes. You, you take a test and you make mistakes, you get an F. You know, you give the wrong answer. They're, you're, you're, you're humiliated in front of the classroom. You know, they tell you don't make mistakes. They tell you do it on your own. Take a test by yourself. Cheating is a mistake. Okay. In the real world, if you're not, if you're not working with other people, if you're not collaborating and you're not cooperating, you're not going to be successful in business. That's why I say, you know, 90% of women owned businesses have one employee, her very hard to grow a big business with one person. I think it's impossible. And one of the other things that school tells you is there's only one right answer. Well, yeah. we all know as entrepreneurs, you've got to have multiple answers to, to solve a problem. There can't be one way to do it. You've got to have other ways to do it in different options. I, in my meeting today, we're looking at a problem that we have and we're like, okay, let's look at all the various options and answers to this problem. So people who come out of school oftentimes think they're smart, but then in the real world, they find out they're not, or they go to school and they're set, they're taught they're dumb yeah. and they come out in the real world and they find they're not. Right. So some people even is, don't don't go to school and think they're dumb because they don't have yes. a degree or anything like that yes how silly is that i mean school is just you know i think i think you're pretty much done with school after third grade you know how yeah. to read and write and do <laughs> i could actually grade. agree <laughs> yeah you're pretty much done yeah I and mean, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant then i guess you got to go to school but to be an entrepreneur and to be an investor you, you don't need to you don't need to go to school and i think oftentimes kids come out of school with their spirit really crushed because we're not learning what it is we want to learn. We're told to be quiet, sit down, which is the worst way to learn. Don't make mistakes. And you're going to study what I want you to study, not what you want to study. 
So mm. people come out of school and they like, I don't know what I want to do. Well, of course you don't because your whole soul and spirit has been like told no, 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 no. And so you got to kind of rehab that and start from understanding what you do want and what you want to study. Because once you find that out, um, life becomes a lot easier. I think that's a common thing because I know before when I was in school and the reason for me to study or read books or educate myself wasn't the reason I wanted to learn and wasn't the things I wanted to learn either. And so I got punished for the things I couldn't do or were not good at instead of helping me investigate what do I like to do. And for the, because of that, I really had to reprogram my mind because I got a really bad self image. Uh-huh. And I thought that I didn't like to learn. But the truth was, I loved to learn in another area. Like you have rich woman, rich dad, poor dad, and all the educations that you're doing. I've even been working with Darren Weeks as advisor for oh, you. Good. Oh, great. Yes. For I think one yes. year with marketing. And oh, those yeah, he lessons. Was, he was with us in uh, South America. Yeah, great. Yeah. And those lessons that came from there for such a short period taught me more than so many years of <laughs> education that I can't yeah. even compare the two of them. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and again, it goes back to um, there was a story I, was on, I wanted to tell. I just thought um, it took my tongue. But it goes back to, oh, I know what it was. Um, it goes back to, you know, your, your spirit gets crushed in school because you can't study what you want to study. It's like when you're a kid and you're just free and you're outside and you're running around and you're learning about this and that and it's fun and it's exciting. And then you're told you have to study, you know, the Renaissance. And I'm like, I don't want to study the Renaissance. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But for me, I went through the same thing, Frederick, because um, I came out of college and I, I went to school at the University of Hawaii, so you can tell I was very serious about academics. Um, <laughs> had a great time. I had a great time. But I came out of school not wanting to set foot in another classroom again. I was done. I was so tired of school. I, I did not like it. And my very, very first gift from Robert was not nice jewelry or a trip somewhere. My, my first trip from Robert was an accounting class. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to go to a classroom and I don't want to be lectured to, and I don't even care about accounting. But this class was very hands-on, very participatory. We actually were in teams. It was two days. We built a business. We built a lemonade stand. We competed with each other. We had to understand the numbers. It was very dynamic. It was very fun. And just as you said, Frederick, it ignited that love of learning. I found out I love to learn, but it was that I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn. Yeah. So in our, in our seminars, well, you know, we play games. We have a lot of discussion. It's very active. Um, because it's, it's an opportunity. This is what I love about in the seminar. It's an opportunity for you to spend a whole day, actually two days, focused on you and what you want. And focused on how to grow what you want. I mean, how often do we really take the time just to focus on ourselves and learning about how we can implement this or that into our business or into our personal life or into our investing? Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself is to spend two days investing in you 
and leave all the other roles of mom and daughter and wife and business and all of those other, leave them at the door and just come focus on you. I think that's going to be one of the best gifts you can give yourself. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think it's going to be two amazing days. And I'm just sitting here listening as a parent as well is uh, when you talk about school and, and the way they learn is really how as a parent to try to counteract that with our kids and, and not yeah. put them in that same place because that's the path they're, they're about to go. <laughs> right, right. And, and Lisa Lannan, who, who will be with, with us, um, she went through the exact same thing. She and her husband, Josh, they started a very successful high-end drug and alcohol rehab centers. And they sold that business a few years ago. And now they've started a new drug, alcohol, PTSD rehab um, for veterans, military veterans, firemen, policemen, first responders. Um, and they're doing very, very well. And they have two young children. And they went through the same thing. You know, they send them to school. And of course, the young boy was getting in all kinds of trouble and the girl was not interested. And so every day they'd, they'd come home and they'd say, okay, what, tell us what happened. What did you learn? What did you like? What didn't you like? But they, took a, they had to spend a lot of time making sure that the school wasn't damaging them yeah. and mm -hmm. making sure that they were actually learning what it is they were interested in. I think the key... Uh, and I, Robert, I don't have kids purely by choice. Um, but the key is what, what Lisa did with their kids is found out what they were interested in and then taught to that. So the, the young boy right now, he's very interested in rugby. He's learning about, he's learning about, he's reading about rugby. He's watching rugby. He's learning a little bit about statistics via rugby. So if you mm. find out what your kid is interested in, I think that makes a huge difference. And then you can teach to that and just get them through the system. That's an amazing lesson too. And as you say, like he's learning statistics because he loves rugby. All of a sudden right. math is fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And our other, uh, one of our advisors, Blair Singer, he's an advisor on sales. His son started collecting silver coins, you know, one ounce silver coins and he kept collecting them. And then one day they had show and tell at school. So he took his silver coins and taught the class a math lesson in this is what I bought it at. This is what it's worth today. So that means my profit is this much. And he taught the whole class <laughs> math because he was interested in, in silver. Yeah. But I think, I think a lot of people is afraid that their children will be spoiled if they don't, if they are on, not learn what they're supposed to be learning and do what they're loving instead. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, oh, I just read something really interesting about that, Frederick. Um, there's a, a difference. Um, number one, what you, what they study in school, I don't know how important it is. Uh, I mean, ask yourself, you know, calculus, when was the last time you used calculus? When was the last time you used algebra? Um, but there was a difference between passion and purpose. And I kind of, I'm, I'm studying this a little bit right now. Passion is what you are passionate about inside. What drive, you know, what are you, what just turns you on? So for example, the, you know, the Segway, the yeah. machine Segway. Okay. The founders were very, very passionate. They wanted to change the world with this new Segway, but they're, but they didn't have the purpose of what was going to take why they were going to do this, how they didn't have the skills and the, and the wherewithal and all to get through the passion 
and the purpose is the high. The per passion is about you, but purpose is about others. Okay, so the purpose is how are you, how is this going to improve people's lives? So they were very passionate. They thought inside they were very passionate about it, but the purpose of how is this going to help others wasn't clear enough. Mm. Okay, a lot of explorers had passion, but they didn't have how is this going to help others. So it's a, a fine distinction. Um, but I like it. I think what you need is you need a combination of passion and purpose mm. because you need to get, you need that energy and that drive within you in order to make the world better for other people. Yeah, that's so true. I love that explanation. Yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting here processing it now. <laughs> I, know, that was, I, just, uh... I just, I just was studying it the last month and I'm like, wow, this really makes a lot of sense. So yeah. Yeah. And we'll discuss that too at our today. We'll yeah. discuss that. <laughs> Could you yeah. tell us a little bit more about, because I've read your book, I have it here t even. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about this book Rich for those woman, who haven't yes. read it? Yeah. Um, this is like the, this is like the wake up call. I call this the wake up call for women because um, some of the statistics in rich woman, you know, the number one thing couples fight about is money, right? The number one reason for divorce is money. Um, 50% in America, it's not the same in all countries. I think Sweden, I think was in like the thirties or something percent, the number, the percentage of couples that divorce. There, there was actually a study done of Sweden couples and, um, and they asked women, it was actually for women. And they asked women, if you had the money to divorce, would you divorce? And yeah. I think it was like, it was like 60 some percent said, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's scary. Well, that was Sweden. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Scary. I hope my wife wasn't on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my girlfriend wasn't on that list. <laughs> no, that's why, that, that's why also too, you know, we, Robert and I always encourage couples when you get together, you know, to learn together and study together because too often, you know, you get together and you have the kids and, and then they grow up and they leave and they, they kind of, the husband and wife kind of lose track of, of the purpose for them being together. I, I think every marriage um, should have a purpose. And sometimes that purpose may change as, as you grow. But I think it's very, very important that couples learn together, study together, find out what they're interested in together. I think that's very important. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I mean, that's been, it's been an amazing ride for me and my wife to be able to run our businesses together. And I think yeah. it says, as you and Robert, I'm sure you sit every day at the dinner table and you talk about business and, yep. and can you imagine if, if you weren't doing it together, I mean, you would want to kill the other person. Just you talk about <laughs> anything else than your company. <laughs> that's right. No, we, we do. We, there's no separation of business and investing and personal but I, I knew even before I met Robert, I knew I wanted my life partner to be my business partner. I, I loved business. Um, matter of fact, our very first date, Robert asked me this back in 1984. Yes, 30. We've been married 31 years this year. It's oh, been congratulations. <laughs> Lots of ups and downs like any other married couple. Um, but he asked me our very first date. He said, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I want my own business because I wasn't just fired once from my first job out of college. I was fired twice. <laughs> I realized it must be me. And so when I said that, I said, I want my own business. He said, well, I've started several and all of my friends are entrepreneurs. And I'm like, this is where I need to be. And so I started my first business 
And then uh, a year later, Robert and I started our, our business together. We've built many, many businesses together. And, and the most successful and the most important to me is, is the Rich Dad Company. And uh, it's not for everybody. To be in business <laughs> with your spouse or partner is not for everybody. What do you um, recommend for those who aren't, or let's say you're either if you're a man or a woman and you want to start a business, but your spouse aren't interested at all in that area, what would you recommend as a first step for those people? That's, that's, that's the million dollar question. Right? <laughs> I get it all the time. I get it about business and I get it about investing. Um, cause the reality is if you're want to start a business, and your spouse or partner doesn't support it, the chance of your success is pretty much zero. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a big issue. Now, they, you could start your business on your own, but as long as your spouse or partner supports you doing that and encourages you to do that, then that, that's fine. Um, I know With support, a lot of people, how do you mean? Do you, do you mean that they have to be in the company helping you or just... No. Agreeing you know, that you're doing your business, not struggling yes, with like, you. Yes. Not fighting against you, not telling you you're not going to make it, not telling you it's a stupid idea, but yeah. somebody that says, okay, you want to do that. Great. I'll, I'll encourage you. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, be your cheerleader. Um, but they don't have necessarily have to work together because not all couples should be in business together. Yeah. I, I yeah, like that explanation that support. it's rather, they can be a cheerleader and that's okay. Yeah. They don't have to be in your business right. together with you. Right. Right. And for, you know, for, I, I hear this a lot from uh, women or men, it goes both ways. My spouse or partner is not interested in investing. And then I say, well, that's one of the reasons we created the cash flow game because the cash flow game, if you play it, it's basically everything that Robert and I did to become financially free. And the purpose for playing it is to start the discussion. It, it will open up discussion. And a lot of time talking about money is very, very tricky. And it's, <laughs> sometimes you're walking on eggshells because you don't want to, you know, if, if he's handling all the money and then she gets interested, he gets threatened, like, am I not doing a good job? And so yeah. we created tools so that the tools can kind of act as the mediator for the discussion. Because you, you're going to play, you're going to talk about money, you're going to invest your money, you're going to buy property, you're going to buy stocks, and it starts the discussion. And we also have a kids version um, to teach the kids because the kids get very, very interested in money early on. So yeah. um, that's one of the one of the things we recommend. I love the cash flow game. I've been playing it a lot, and yeah. especially the new updated mm -hmm. version. Yes. What I like with the kids version is that uh, so many. If, peop if kids are taught the right way about money at such an early stage, they mm -hmm. won't go in the same troubles that we adults are doing because we yeah. were taught the wrong things in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. we need well, to unlearn, as adults, we exactly. need to unlearn what we've been taught. But if exactly. you teach the kids in a fun way with a game, yeah. they can be learning the right things in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. You're teaching them kind of, you're trying to tricking them a little bit because they're having fun, but they're actually learning in the process. <laughs> so I, I think that's really good because, um, you know, we're taught it when, and I was taught the same thing, you know, go to school, get a good job and save money. Well, saving money. When my parents taught me about saving money, they were earning, you know, 12, 15, 18% interest in the bank. And so if you had a million dollars, 
you're getting like 150,000 a year, people can live off of that. But today you're getting like maybe 1% and you can't live off of that. And plus with the print, all the printing of money, inflation, you're actually losing money by saving money. So um, we always say, don't save money. Instead of saving money, spend money. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, you know, going out and buying the nice car and the nice house and all of this. I'm talking about spending it on things that make you money, which goes back to the conversation about what are you interested in? Because in the, in the world of investing, there's, there's four asset classes. There's business, there's real estate and real estate. We're talking mostly about rental properties, rental, rental, commercial, um, personal, uh, residential. Um, there's paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and there's commodities like gold, silver, oil, and gas. So when people get started in the world of investing, two things I say, number one, learn the language of money, you know, learn about what is income, what are assets, what are, what is, what's expense, what's asset, what's liability, what's cash flow, what's capital gain. Start to learn the language of money, which is very, very important. Which and the they can do thing, at the event. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing a lot of <laughs> talking about vocabulary and what you're learning. And the second thing is, what of those asset classes, as you do your homework and start studying them, there's one that's going to speak to you. There's one that you're going to say, oh, I really like this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on this one. So I love real estate. Um, it was back in, oh man, a long time ago, 1989. And Robert said to me, it's time you start investing. And I didn't, I didn't know what it was. All I heard about was stocks and bonds from TV and things like that. So he started to explain to me what his rich dad taught him, uh, primarily about real estate. And he goes, okay, so go out there and, and go do it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um, and so long story short, I found my very first property. I won't go into all the details, but it was a little two-bedroom, one-bath house. Scared to death, afraid of making a mistake, afraid of losing money. Um, but I finally did that deal. And that deal, after I paid the income, paid the expenses, paid the mortgage, the debt, I had $25 positive cash flow every month coming in. And that was my very, very first deal. But I was hooked. I liked it. I loved the game. And, I, and I, it hooked me from the start. And then I just started do, using the same formula again and again and again. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about there's a very simple, simple, simple formula for, for rental real estate. Very simple. It's the one I used on my little two-bedroom, one-bath. It's the same formula I used when we just purchased um, a hotel and five golf courses. It's the right. same one I use for my, my very favorite commercial property that every month puts $50,000 a month in my pocket. Yeah. Same formula as a little two bedroom, one bath house. So it's not rocket science, but the one thing that I want to say is it takes practice to, to get good at anything, anything you got to practice. You got to do the real thing. You can't just read a book. It's like riding a bicycle. You can't ride a bicycle by reading a book or hearing a lecture. That's a start. That should ignite your interest. But then you've got to take what you've learned. You've got to practice it every single day. So the three women and I who are coming out to this program, Lisa, Seal, Rhonda, and I, we practice what we preach every single day. And if you're interested in starting a business, one of the things I would say is go find somebody who's doing what you want to do a business, an entrepreneur who's actually doing the business that you want to do. And I would go learn from them 
study, mm. you know, maybe work for them for free because we have too many fake teachers who talk theory, but have never put it into practice. You know, theory is great until something goes wrong. Then what? <laughs> then, then you got real life to face. I know so, a friend of mine, he went to a course. He was, I think he was like in college for five years. Ah. And uh, he told me, cause I asked him afterwards, did they, did did you learn things that you could actually use in real life? And he said that they could have it maximum one year, probably only a couple of months for the most basic things, because most of the things that he was taught was things that would work if the world was perfect mm-hmm. and every yeah. human being was doing exactly <laughs> what they was told to. <laughs> and I would I recommend it. for those listening to this show that, even though these are new vocabularies that don't be afraid of it, being confused is a learning state. So we should be excited when we go like, I don't understand anything of what they're saying right now. I could recommend be excited. It's like, wow, I'm learning something new that could expand what I'm doing right now. And people going to your event, they could start from scratch. They can be minus in their bank account and they will still have get something out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter where you are today. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, you know, we talk about the four different types of people in business, entrepreneurs, self-employed have their own business, business owner, which is big business and the investor. It doesn't matter where you are today. It doesn't matter if you have money, if you don't have money, because the most important thing is you're going to, you're going to start understanding what it is you really want in life. And we're going to give you, we're just going to give you some starting tools, a lot of vocabulary. And, and if we do our job right, we're going to ignite that spark. that's going to motivate you to take the next step necessary. The seminar, the two day seminar, the real learning comes when you leave the seminar. Cause that's when you get to take all of these tools that all these people are going to be teaching you and start practicing what it is that interests you the most. And I'll tell you, when people discover what they're interested in, you can't stop them. At that point, they yeah. become self-motivated. Nobody has to tell them what to do. They just go out there and they do it and they start learning what they need to learn. They put into practice what they need to practice. They start seeking out answers, seeking out mentors. It's very, very exciting. So if, if we do nothing else but just ignite that spark, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to. I'm sure you will. And I think one of the things too, that I think a lot uh, is, as you say, you'll be in a state of, of uh, confusion where you don't know your chance to learn. The good thing is there's 590 other women in the room who will be in the exact same state. So you'll have that support and you'll be able to work together. And I'm sure you'll find both friends and uh, potential business partners right there in the room that you can kind of can hold your hand during this journey. Yeah, that's a great, great point, Daniel, because that's one of the main reasons um, the second day is women only is because what they're going to, what women will find is the problem or the issue that you have is not just you who have it. We probably all have had it, or some of us have dealt with some of the problems or mistakes that some of these women have made. But what's most exciting is you get a room full of women with similar goals, similar ambitions, women that want to learn, women that want to make their lives better. And you're going to meet just in in the classroom alone, there's going to be some fabulous, fabulous resources of very successful entrepreneurs, successful business people, 
successful people in the world of personal development that you can make great friendships and great connections right there. But to have a group of women on the same, with a, with a mindset of wanting to learn and wanting to grow and supporting each other and having those, having your dreams come to fruition, that's magical. So for example, I was speaking to a woman the other day and she said, and, and we had, there was, there was a few women, we were all talking and, and I'm in this world every day. So the people around me are advisors, you know, they, we all support each other and growing their businesses and, and having a better life. And so I'm in that environment all the time in our business, our team at Rich Dad, everybody supports each other to, to excel. So I'm speaking to this one woman and she goes, I love talking with you guys. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm glad you do. She goes, no, no, you don't understand. I have nobody to talk to about this. I have nobody to share what I want to do. My family thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, my sisters think I'm crazy. And nobody else understands what I want to build and what I want to create and that I want my own business and I want to be financially free. And she's like, I need to be around those people. Those are the women that will be at that event. And that's very, very exciting. You're not alone. You're not alone. No, There's that's... other people that will support you. That's exactly why we created the Swedish Wealth Institute. We, we were alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we created it. And, and the amazing thing is the people that, that have joined. I mean, it's every event we're between a hundred, right around a hundred people. And obviously this event with, with you as the keynote, will have an extra draw. So we'll be closer to 600. But oh, it's just an amazing group of people. When, when you gather yeah. people in with the same hopes and dreams into a room, truly magic happens. And when no yeah. one's there to hold you back. Right. 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 Cause we, cause we have our own doubts, right? I yeah. mean, my very first real estate deal, I had all my own doubts. I was, you know, I had, you know, what if I make a mistake? What if the roof leaks? What if the tenant moves out? What if I lose money? I didn't need somebody else telling me negative thoughts. I had my own going on. Mm. So yeah, you, now you get people around you who go like, yeah, you go, you go do that. And, and not only go do that, cause that's again, the passion, but the purpose of how to make it actually come into fruition. What are some of the steps you need? What are some of the tools you need? Um, my, my love of business is marketing. It's always been marketing. I, from day one, I love it. I understand it. Um, I know how to, I know how to get my message out to people. I know how to grow a business through marketing. Um, I don't know anything about, I didn't know anything about accounting. I didn't know anything about legal. And so I don't want to learn accounting and I don't want to learn legal except for my own <laughs> finances. Of course I do, but we, we have great attorneys and great accountants that support us. So the other thing is, you know, as you're starting out, oftentimes as you start your business, you do have to do everything because you're just starting, but just in the back of your head, know that you're going to need in order to grow that business and make it successful, you're going to need a successful team. And as you keep growing, your team will change because you're going to need higher and higher levels of expertise. So our advisors over the years have changed as we grow. We need, we need advisors who are at that level as well. So our advisors support us growing and we support our advisors in growing. Mm, right. yeah, that's amazing. And I know we're, before we wrap up, I, I just wanted to say from, from my wife, she, she wanted to me get, give you a little yeah. message, oh. Gisela, because uh, we met uh, two years ago when you were in Oslo, uh, you and Robert, 
And we, we were lucky enough to be able to go backstage and hang out a little. And we had our little uh, newborn baby there at the time, (laughs) our currently current youngest. And uh, now the funny thing is she, she would have been on this call, but we're having another baby now (laughs) in a week or two. So you'll be seeing her again with, uh, with our new little baby. Oh, fantastic. yeah, it's going to be so fun. And I, I don't know if it's just that you're lucky that you're always here when we have a baby. Mm-hmm. Or I feel lucky. I certainly <laughs> yeah, feel lucky. I feel lucky too about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I look forward to meeting her and I look forward to meeting all the, the women who, who come on on the 25th of October and the 24th. Um, I'm sure we'll meet a lot of people that day as well. Um, yeah, of course, our VIPs will be will be coming backstage and I'm sure they'll you'll be there and, and meeting up with them as well. So those all those who have taken the VIP option will we'll get a chance to maybe get a picture with you and maybe exchange some words. Yeah. Of course. Of course. No, I, I, I loved it. That's the main reason I go on the road is to, is to meet the women and to talk with them. When I was in Argentina and Buenos Aires, we did a, a breakout session with the women um, both days. And again, the, the issues and the questions are very similar throughout the world. So you're going to find that a lot of times you're not the only one in this situation, that there's other people and they can, you can learn from what they've learned and learn from their mistakes and learn from their successes as well. Um, and that's what I'm intending for for CLE, Saranda and I, that we can um, inspire you to number one, keep learning, but to find out what it is you really want and then how to get what it is you really want. So yeah. the, the topic of what do you really want could be an all day topic. <laughs> itself. Oh, yeah. but, but what do you want and how do you get there? Where are you today? Again, it doesn't matter where you are today. If you're just starting out, if you have a successful business, if you have no investments, if you have a lot of investments, it doesn't matter because it's all about from where you are now to taking it to the next level. Yeah. That's what the one day is, the two days are about. I'm really looking forward yeah. to meeting you there at the event. I'm going to say one last thing because I'm just going to see a little, little tease, just a little tease. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do one exercise that is to me probably one of the most powerful things that I use every single day and I practice every single day. And it's a, it's a, a, a personal practice and it's a very, very powerful thing that if everybody could understand and use this, your life will be better. And I, that one, I guarantee. Wow. Wow. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time looking yeah. forward to it. And I can't, I can't wait to get back to Sweden and to, to meet the Swedish women and, um, but again, you, I, I believe the Swedish women are a force to be reckoned with and you've got a role to play in this global, in this global world. And the, the world needs strong female role models badly. Yeah. So well, it's time we step up. <laughs> we're speaking in the happiness podcast. Lycopodden in English is the happiness podcast. So <laughs> it's a- Oh, nice, nice. Great. <laughs> So I think it will be a really great event, a lot of laughs, a lot of learning. And I want to thank the both of you for this amazing conversation. And I'm looking forward to meet you at the event. I look forward to it too. I look forward to meeting everybody there. And thank you for this time. Thank you for putting on. And thank you for the work that you guys are doing. It's very, very important. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you. We really, really appreciate you taking this time and coming all the way to Sweden for us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> okay. We'll have you here a lot more often in the future. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.